Good Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist for Week 3. That's right, we're already through two weeks of the NFL season. Uh, well, Week 2 is still underway as the Jets and the Browns are playing in Monday Night Football. But here I am recording a podcast for you guys. Like I said, uh, this is the weekly Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast brought to you by myself, Nate, with We Know Fantasy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well as Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Um, I still have premium subscriber uh, slots available, so if you're interested in that, it's a paid uh, service that you get uh, you know, exclusive content, priority advice, things of that nature to help you win your league. So hit me up on social media if you're interested in that. Uh, our website's www.wenofancy.com. There you can find uh, some great free content for you guys to help you uh, prepare yourself for the weeks ahead of fantasy football. We have weekly series such as uh, Mike's Lock and Keys, which is a betting series, helps you... Uh, Pick and choose some uh, of the betting lines each week to, to pick from. Uh, Cody does a weekly player ranking. We have various people doing a breaking news stories, and I have my B-team uh, article on there as well where I choose players that are less than 40% owned in uh, across Yahoo and ESPN formats and try to uh, produce a 100-point team. Last week I was about 75 points, but um, CJ Anderson and Damian Dole gave me 0.8 points together so hopefully next week we can do a little bit of that but that's that's the type of stuff that you can find on our website again we know fancy.com so check that out uh remember every wednesday the fro and i the fancy fro uh, you can find them on twitter at fancy fro come with our weekly uh we know fancy podcast where we talk uh you know the previous week recap and weeks ahead things of that nature we give you must start players uh anything you need to know about fantasy football you can find on that podcast again it's 10 p.m eastern standard time on wednesday and uh Last week, I uh, talked about how my streaming defenses for the week will no longer be on the weekly waiver wire weekly waiver wire wishlist podcast. They'll be on the website weknowfancy.com in an article, and that will come out every Tuesday night. So if you're looking for that, that'll be there and not tagged on to this uh, this podcast. So uh, moving forward, let's t- let's touch on the players that we uh, talked about picking up last week. See how they did this week. Uh, Andy Dalton was my quarterback. He played the 49ers, had a 19.64 fantasy point performance. Not bad. Uh, Malcolm Brown was a running back. He only had 5.7 fantasy points. But again, I said that was a very touchdown-dependent pick. Uh, week one, he had those two touchdowns, but he doesn't get the work that you need to be a very solid fantasy football running back, but he gets those touchdowns, so he's worth owning for that. Uh, Chris Thompson was a guy I'm high on. He had 10.10 fantasy points against the Cowboys. Alexander Madison was a stash I told you guys to grab. He had 2.5 points, but again, that was for stash uh, purposes only. Jason Crowder's actually playing as we speak. I'm not sure how he's doing. Uh, John Ross III was playing the 49ers, had 21.2 fantasy points, a little scuff there, he had a late uh, garbage time touchdown that really boosts his stats, but it's 21.2 points, so if you had him, good job. Uh, John Brown played the Giants, he had 14.2 fantasy points. Uh, Tarek McLaurin, who is a guy we're very high on, has a lot of volume, a lot of we told a lot of people to play him this week, and they were skeptical. We're telling him to play over some bigger names, and uh, he had a 17.2 fantasy point performance, so... If you were one to grab him last week on the waiver wire and you played him this week, congratulations. You have yourself a very good fancy option. Marquise Brown uh, had a 16.6 fancy point. He you know, came off that huge week one with a good week two. Surprised me. He had a lot of targets and uh, did very well for himself. So Marquise Brown owners, congratulations. McCole Hardman was a guy we are high on uh, all offseason, actually. But uh, he had a 16.1 fancy point a performance last week. And TJ Hawkinson was our lone tight end also against the Chargers and only had 1.7 fancy points. Uh, you'll have that with rookie tight ends. You'll have big games, and they'll have um, games like that. But that's how uh, though the guys we told you to pick up last week did. So a very successful week one. Week one's very rich in waiver wire uh, 
you know, pickups. So it, it's normal to see that. But there's still a lot of guys out there. I have a ton of guys here, multiple quarterbacks, ton of running backs, some good wide receivers, and a very good tight end to own. So uh, pay attention for that. Uh, let's jump into things. Uh, remember, all percentages that I use when I'm referencing owned amounts uh, were were could be off as I speak um, because I did those early in the day Monday when I did my research and put together my rundown for this podcast. So just keep that in mind that the, the percentages may be off by a little bit. So let's hop in. We'll start here with the quarterbacks. Uh, I would go Jimmy Garoppolo here, but for some reason he's owning 50% of Yahoo, but only 25% of ESPN. So he kind of, like I said in previous podcasts, I like to keep this under 40% owned across all formats because that means they're very widely owned. You know, I could have gone Jimmy G because he's owning 25% of ESPN, but 50% of Yahoo puts him up there. So uh, Jimmy G is still a guy I'd go out and get, but uh, I'm going to go with my tight end or my quarterback to grab this week, Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills. He's owning 40% of Yahoo, so he hits the cutoff there, 30% of ESPN leagues. So through the first two weeks of the season, he's quarterback 12. He has a very favorable uh, schedule for the rest of the season. You know, he he plays in the uh, AFC East, so, you know, he plays the Dolphins twice this year, has w- the Bengals next week. He plays uh, the NFC East, all four of those uh, teams. They have Steelers mixed in there. Just to name a few, uh, this is a very easy schedule. He's put up a, He's put up good points. Rushing upside that's a very capable Browns or not Browns Bills team, which is weird to say. They can actually start three and if they beat the Bengals this week. So very interesting times there. And the Bengals just allowed uh, Jimmy G and the 49ers to hang 41 points on them. So a lot of points can be had there. Um, so look for Josh John to continue his hot start and uh, be a top 10 uh, fantasy quarterback uh, through the rest of the year, possibly. Uh, here's a guy that. Uh, it's very little owned. I wanted to throw hit, throw him in here for that sake. You know, if you're in your deep league, you're in a multi-quarterback league where, you know, waiver wire, all the starters are gone. And when guys come on that are, are, are new starters, they go right away. Uh, that's Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, the New Orleans Saints. So he's owned 1% of Yahoo and 0.2% of ESPN league. So he's owned, he's, you can get him in any league pretty much. So like I said, if you're in a deep league, multiple quarterback league, Teddy Bridgewater could be your guy. Drew Brees is out to... to out for at least six weeks and uh you know Bridgewater is unlike some of these backup quarterbacks he's been in the system for two years now they know he's their future they've been grooming him behind Drew Brees to be just that so he's the team's in very capable hands with with Bridgewater he was kind of shaky when he came in um and Drew Brees left that game with the Saints he was making throws. He was a little late on some, but some of the some of the drops were just drops by the receivers. So, uh, give him this week of practice. Give uh, Sean Payton the ability to draw up plays involving Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy Bridgewater and strength. He's gonna have a good uh, you know six weeks while while uh, Drew Brees is out and could be you know that that glue piece that holds your team together if you were a Brees owner or if you were a, a, a another owner of a quarterback who is now out to hold you over until then. So those are my quarterbacks. Let's hop into running backs. There's a there's a ton of running backs out there. There's a lot of injuries across the league uh, for that. But we'll start off here with Carlos Hyde. Uh, he's owning 43, 43% of Yahoo and 44.9% of ESPN League. So I know he, he's over that 40% mark, but not by much. So I wanted to include him there. Uh, he needs to be he's, – he's a must-own. I'm high on this guy. If you know me, I've been high on this guy all offseason. Um I'm 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 very happy that he landed in Houston because he's able to show off what he can do. He he he's a limited runner, but he had 20 carries in just a second week with the team last week. 20 carries. So if there's a guy owning 40% of leagues that you can go out and get right now who carries the ball 20 times, go get him. Volume is key in fantasy football. Guaranteed volume is key. 
on those 20 carries, he averaged 4.5 yards per carry, which is good against a very good Jaguars run defense. Again, 20 times, volume is key. Carlos Hyde is out there in your league. Go get him, please. Stash him on your bench. You're going to thank me later. Uh, moving on, Raheem Mostert, uh, Mostert of the San Francisco 49ers. He's owned 16% of Yahoo and 11% of ESPN leagues. This is a guy, I'm a 49ers fan. So a little bit of insight. Last week I started him DraftKings. Actually won me some money. Uh, he went off. He had one touchdown, had a second one called back. I was kind of mad about that. But it's still unclear how long Tevin Coleman will be out with a high ankle sprain. But that's an injury that could put him out for over a month. The 49ers did not place Coleman on the uh, injury reserve. So that's that's good news for Coleman owners and, and 49ers fans because um, he he's, he's can come back before that seven, eight-week designation that the IR tag carries. So with... You know, Coleman possibly out for a week, two more weeks. Uh, Moser and Brita are going to lead the way for the backfield of the 49ers. Uh, he carried, Moser carried the ball 13 times for 83 yards, and he saw four targets catching three of them for 68 yards and a touchdown against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So he led the 49ers backfield with 34% of offensive snaps against the Bengals. Like I said, again, uh, over Breda, over Jeff Wilson, he was the most used running back. In week one, he saw um, he, he saw less. Uh, you know, Coleman was in there, the Matt Breda took over, but um, it, it's, it's it's safe to assume that Matt Breda will be the you know say RB one of that team. But Moster is very capable, very good. As he showed, he caught a a nice screen and took it to the house against the Bengals. So, looking for a, a running back plug to help you for a few weeks, Moster is your guy. Uh, here's a guy, again, this is for injury purposes only, Jalen Samuels of the Pittsburgh Steelers, owning 35% of Yahoo and 25.5% of ESPN League. So James Conner left Sunday's game uh, against the Seahawks with a uh, knee injury. Uh, at this point, we're unclear of the des- uh, the severity of it, but the Steelers did come out and say that he is it is not serious, but again, they did not say anything about missing time, a timetable, anything of that nature. So we don't know if he's going to be there in week three. If you have a rest roster spot and you're able to stash a guy like Jaden Samuels and James Conner is out, you have yourself an RB2, borderline RB1 in J- Jalen Samuels, as he proved last year when uh, James Conner was out and, you know, Le'Veon Bell had his historic holdout. Um, so if you have that ability to stash him on your roster, you, you're in a deep league with a deep bench, you can throw him on there. This is a guy who could win your week three, week four if Conner is out and, uh, you know, maybe you play the Conner owner and you're going to rub it in his face. So go out, stash Samuels. Uh, here's a guy I never thought I'd be talking about in 2019, Frank Gore, the Buffalo Bills. He's owning 8% of Yahoo and 16.4% of ESPN leagues. Uh, how does this man still have fantasy football value? Um, Devil Singletary, uh, he was forced out of Sunday's game with the Giants with a non-con- non-contact uh, hamstring injury. So by default, this pretty much leaves Frank Gore in the backfield. It was once a backfield that was very jam-packed. You know, Leisha McCoy is now with the Chiefs, Singletary the rookie. Um you know, it could be out with an injury. Now, Frank Gore is like the low man standing. So, if uh, in in Sunday's actually in Sunday's game with with the Giants when Singletary left, Frank Gore carried the ball 19 times for 68 yards and a touchdown. That's double digit fantasy football points uh, out of a guy you're you're getting an 8 percent own. So, if you're in a deep league, need a plug guy. Singletary's out. Frank Gore can score that touchdown for you. You can do 60, 70 yards and a double digit points. A lot better than some of the running backs or you know your Joe Mixon owner. You can you can test this, but if Singletary also is out, keep an eye on TJ Yeldon. He's only owning 2% of Yahoo and 1.7% of ESPN leagues. Uh, 
they'll probably use him more, you know, your change of pace, pass catching back. And Frank Gore is going to struggle. He just can't do the, I know, a lot of yards per carry anymore. So uh, look for single or for Yeldon as well, maybe in DFF, DFS if you need a cheap flex like that. It could be a key play there. Uh, one more running back, Darwin Thompson, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's owned 18% of Yahoo and 18.7% of ESPN League. So this is another precautionary pickup uh, due to injuries. Um, Damian Williams left the Chiefs game with the Raiders uh, yesterday with a right knee contusion, and Leshawn McCoy left with a, with an ankle injury late in the game. So if either of these two, you know, Williams and McCoy, are to miss week three, you know, Darwin Thompson gets that fantasy football hype back up. You know, he's one of the most hyped-up players in, in the offseason when uh, before the team went out and got uh, Leshawn McCoy after he was cut by the Bills. So that hype's back up here if both McCoy and Williams are out. Uh, Thompson is a guy who plugs right in for RB2 value uh, week three. So, again, if you have the roster spot, stash him as well. <clears throat> Let's move on here to the uh, wide receivers. I'm, I'm I'm excited about this one. If you know me, I'm a 49ers fan. So, Debo Samuel, the San Francisco 49ers, he's owning 14% of Yahoo and 12.8% of ESPN League. So, he's fresh off a 20.4 PPR point performance. Had his first career touchdown. He was targeted seven times in... Uh, Jimmy G's, you know, almost 300-yard game. Very promising there. But what was interesting was the 49ers got the ball into his hands many different ways, you know, on screens, uh, on jet sweeps, you know, deep passes, things of that nature. They got it in his hands. They they trust this guy. He's a playmaker. They really want the ball in his hands any way possible. So he has the attention of Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive minds in the game. So, you know, Jimmy G is is clicking he's getting back into things uh, he's looking more confident throwing the ball well and that's only promising for samuel so go out get yourself some Debo samuel shares he's going to be the wide receiver one in san francisco um a great pickup here in the second week of the season um let's head on down to a uh, florida now dj shark of the kansas city or kansas city jacksonville jaguars he's owning 13 percent of yahoo and 22.2 percent of espn league so uh, this is Gardner Minshaw's go-to guy here, Shark is. He's the Jaguars' most targeted receiver across two weeks, although it's only 11, so it does not mean much. But he has the trust of uh, of Shark. Um, in week one, he posted 24.6 points, and in week two, he has 18.5 points in PPR format. So he, sh- he will continue to get targeted. Uh, they have to throw the ball. He's, uh, he's, he's talented. He was a guy who, you know, last year I was high on. I thought he'd be a late sleeper, you know, coming out of LSU. So he's finally getting rolling now. You know, there's some injuries here or there on the Jaguars' uh, offense, of course. You know, the big one there to the quarterback. So it, it's surprising that he come on, he's coming on, but he's a very talented guy. He's, he's, a, he's a freak of an athlete. So it's good to see him going, and he's going to keep producing for the uh, Jaguars. And... My final wide receiver of the week is Demarcus Robinson, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's only seven percent of Yahoo and one point one percent of ESPN League. So take this as a wheel. Will after Sammy Watkins, you know, posted video game like numbers in Week One, Robinson followed with his own video game type numbers in Week Two. He had six receptions, six receptions, one hundred seventy yards, two touchdowns against the Raiders. So we all know that Tyreek Hill is out for probably six to seven more weeks, if not more, if not less. He's going to miss a lot, or not a lot, so more time. So this leaves these type of opportunities open to these guys like Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, uh, Nicole Hardman. All these guys have this possibility. So this is a boomer bust type of guy. You know, next week he's probably going to have two targets for 10 yards and, you know, maybe gets, maybe gets like a sweep or something. So it's just how this Kansas City offense works. One guy can 
blow it up one week and the next guy, another guy can blow it up. So that's just how it works. So if you're looking for a home run hitter, um, maybe, you know, your, your, your favorite, your, your, your team underperformed or something, you can plug him in there and hope for a spark, you know, another 30 point game to get you in, in a contention. So he's a guy I would go out and pick up, especially with Tyreek Hill out. So, my tight end is next, very high in this guy. If you are a follower of me, if you listened to this podcast last year, you would have heard this guy's name several times, Will Disley, Seattle Seahawks. He's only owning 3% of Yahoo and 2.2% of ESPN League. So if you were Hunter Henry owner last week and you know the news came out on Wednesday, Thursday, that he was going to miss the rest of the season potentially, um, so you missed la- last week's haul of, of waiver wide tight ends. You know, you had your Mark Andrews and your, and your Darren Wallers and things of that nature. You missed out on those guys because the news came in so late. What do you do? This is your answer. Historically, the tight end position in Seattle for Russell Wilson has been good. Russell Wilson loves his tight ends, especially in the red zone. He loves those big body guys. Jimmy Graham absolutely balled out in Seattle. Um, without saying Disley is as talented as uh, as you know, Jimmy Graham, but he's a talented receiver at the time position, has big play potential written all over him. He can catch the ball over the middle, make people miss. He's actually fast for his size. Like I said, the red zone targets are there. Russell Wilson loves him in the red zone. This is a guy, if you desperately need for a tight end, if you're a Vernon Davis starter or Greg Olson or anything of that nature, scoop him up now, plug him into your team. Uh, it's going to pay off for you. So those are the waiver wire wishlist additions for this week. Again, there may be better options out there on your personal waiver wire. Uh, I, you know, there could be someone who's 70% owned, 60% owned in most leagues out there. It's just, uh, I'm trying to touch as many people as I can. So I keep that 40% cut off. So it, it helps as many people as I can with this podcast. So again, if you have any questions, you can contact me on my social media. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at we know fantasy, uh, also, visit our website, weknowfantasy.com. You, you know, beginning of this podcast, I talked about a lot of the series we have going on there, some of the great content we have on there, the great writers, all over the place on there. So please check that out. Um, we'll be back Wednesday with a Fantasy Fro to, uh, you know, do the weekly uh, podcast with him, you know, talk about week two and week three in advance. And it's going to be a great time. Uh, a lot of information there. So pay attention to that around 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well, uh, just as this one drops about on Wednesday. And again, the streaming defenses of the week will be dropped on the website via article tomorrow. So uh, keep an eye out for that. So if you guys are listening to this point, thank you very much. Just myself here rambling on, but a lot of great guys to pick up this week. Don't sleep in the waiver wire. Do your homework. Do your due diligence. Pick these guys up because this is league winning moves here. The league, your leagues are one in the waiver wire. So thank you guys for tuning in. Until next week, see you.